Hey guys, Cody here just reminding you that the best wrestlers in the world are coming to Iowa for the UWW World Cup at Extreme Arena in Coralville this December 10th and 11th. This one-of-a-kind dual-style competition features the world's very best men's and women's freestyle wrestlers repping their home countries and going head-to-head to decide who is the best wrestling country on the planet. You'll get to see Team USA's biggest wrestling stars like Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Snyder, Tamara Mensah-Stock, Helen Naroulis, so many more. There's no better time than now to be a USA wrestling fan, and there's no better time than now to get your tickets. Be sure to go to worldcupcoralville.com. I put links in the show notes so that you guys can get all the information you need. You're not going to want to miss this. One more time, get your tickets at worldcupcoralville.com. Number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a campus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going to put a plug in because we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telfer, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here, whether you're listening uh, wherever you get your podcast shows or if you're watching on YouTube again, we appreciate you tuning in. Cyhawk week here in the state of Iowa. Iowa and Iowa State wrestle on Sunday, 1.30 p.m., Carver Hawkeye Arena in Iowa City. You can catch it on Big Ten Network, the main Big Ten Network, if you don't have tickets uh, to talk about that duel and a handful of other topics. We brought on Carter Happel, former Lisbon wrestler, former Iowa wrestler, current uh, assistant wrestling coach at Cornell College. Carter, what's up, my man? Hey, how's it going? Another day in paradise. Um, going to touch on a few different topics today. wanted to ask you about um, your new gig at Cornell College. New-ish, I guess, second year. Um, wanted to ask you, obviously, about Kale, um, younger brother. You and I had a pretty big win. Um, obviously, you want to pick your brain about the Hawks. Um Kobe Seabreck, the way they've been wrestling the last few weeks, um, get your take on the upcoming Cyhawk duel. But first, Carter, I got to ask, what in the world is up with your Green Bay Packers? Oh, I knew this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I wish I had the answers, but it's been rough. Is it just like Aaron Rodgers is getting old? Are they missing? Like, did they, are they missing Devontae Adams that much? Like, what's, what, like, what's up? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, Probably a little of both, but I think mostly is Devontae Adams. He's not there anymore. Doesn't have his uh, go-to guy, and he he's known for not trusting those young receivers very very quickly. So I think he's just kind of having a hard time putting his trust in those guys to make the catches that he knows that Devontae used to make for him. So, yeah. It, it's kind of crazy how, like, one receiver, I guess if we're going to start on an NFL tangent, like one receiver makes that big of a difference because you look at Devontae leaving Green Bay and like their offense is like in shambles week to week. Um, Tyreek going to Miami and now all of a sudden they're a track meet team that puts up 40 a game. Right. Um, like it's it's so, I don't know, like it's cra- It's weird. Um, I didn't like, I you know, I figured, oh, hey, like Devontae is like this all pro receiver, but I didn't think him leaving would like collapse green bay like that like it's just i don't know i thought aaron Rodgers was like that good but it could also be you know father time like he's getting pretty old right i think he's pretty good um <laughs> i'll put him up there with the top but uh i think he's just struggling this year um but yeah i mean when i thought i thought uh the raiders were gonna be pretty good this year when they got Devontae and they had a pretty good offense but they're struggling too so i don't know yeah, like the they finally won this weekend, and it was Josh Jacobs. Like it wasn't, right. you know, Devonta right. had a decent game, but 
yeah, like he's nuts. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's I'm sitting over here in La La Land because the Chiefs are nine and two. So you got it easy. I, <laughs> I mean, you guys had it easy for years. Um, I mean, I guess you still do. You know, I guess if he comes back healthy, like I feel like Rodgers could probably play into his mid forties the way he plays. Yeah, I don't know. After this season, he might just hang it up. I don't know. That's great. So okay. So then, what did you think of the the limited play of Jordan Love the other night? Then because they they played I, what, Monday Sunday night football. To be honest, I didn't even watch the rest of the <laughs> when Rodgers went out and then they gave up a touchdown. I was like, I think it was, I mean, I just like laid in bed and put on a show with my girlfriend and then we stopped watching the game. And then I just kind of watched the highlights the next day. But from what I saw, I thought he looked pretty good, better than he did last year. I watched that game start to finish because one, I'm a sicko um, and two yeah. um, heavy fantasy interest because I won the, the Christian Watson waiver sweepstakes in my league. Right. Um, so shout out to those 21 points helping. Yeah, that helps. That helps a lot. Um, so while you continue to ponder what's going on with the Packers, um, we're I, what a month into wrestling season. Like it's not like fully taken off, right? We're still, we're, we're kind of, you know, waddling our way through some early season duels and whatnot. But I wanted to ask you about your gig at uh, Cornell College now, assistant coach, second season. Um, what's the coaching life been like, man? Uh, yeah, I started uh, with McDonough at his club. I grad up right before I even graduated. Um, it was when I, after my senior season. And then that's how I got hooked up with Cornell through McDonough. And then, yeah, it's just, I've been in, i me and McDonough kind of just flip flopped roles because he got a new gig with uh, Striker. So we we switched. He still comes in, helps out uh, like once or twice a week whenever he can. And then he's there for club three nights a week because he runs his club out of Cornell too. So, yeah, I love it. It's been good. I like being close to Lisbon, my family. I've known Cornell forever just because I grew up right next door. So I knew Coach Darrell pretty well when he was there. How – What's been the hardest part about going from competing to coaching? Man, it's kind of a hard question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think I was ready to start coaching. Like I knew I wanted to coach eventually. I remember like when like when I was setting up all my stuff to go to Iowa, like my admissions and all that stuff, I te- like I texted Morningstar. I'm, I'll, I'll never forget it. I texted him and said, Hey, I want to go into coaching. Like, what major should I go into? Because like I was going to wrestle. I wasn't. Yeah. So <laughs> I I picked this picked a major and I was sports studies and then I knew I just knew I wanted to coach someday. So then I was just ready to start doing it. I liked helping out at the club and then I knew I I knew I kind of knew I didn't really want to do high school. I wanted to do a little bit of higher level just because that's what I was around for the last ten years of my life. So. It's good though. I like it. I like being able to give what I know back to back to guys that that want to get better. Yeah, I've I've always been. Whenever I get found out in this writing career and this journalism career comes crashing and burning, uh, part of me wants to go back and teach. And similar to you, like I mean, maybe not similar to you, but like I've kind of like I'd like to go back and teach at the college level. Um, at first I wanted to do high school. And then my mom, who's a teacher was like, no, like you need to go to college because like same, like same idea, like people will be there because they want to be there. Right. Like they'll take your class because they want to be there. They're going to wrestle at Cornell college because they want to be there. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I imagine that that's probably, that's probably been a pretty fun experience for you. The, the first you know year and some change. Right. Yeah. 
yeah it's nice and it's like and like being involved in like the recruiting and stuff has been super cool to be a part of and like reaching out to a kid for the first time and then talking to them and going through the whole process and then they commit and then they come here and I got to do, I mean, I jumped right into it last year because I started like right at the beginning of the season, like November 1st or whatever it was. So then I started out doing practices. We were doing all the behind the scenes stuff, the logistics stuff, and then recruiting as well, going to meets and high school stuff and talking to kids, bringing them to campus, all that stuff. And then, so I kind of just got thrown into it and had to learn on the fly. So this year it's been a lot, a lot easier. I've got to do it all summer and into the fall and then we got a lot of stuff I we could get a lot of stuff done before season really started as it to last year we kind of just had to do it all together because we were way behind because the coaching switch and stuff but yeah it's been good I like it's it's super fun to be able to bring a kid he wants to come to the school because you're the coach or that they believe in a lot of stuff that you believe in and stuff like that when you're cold calling a recruit or you're you're cold texting a recruit, what's what's your go to opening line? Like, <laughs> it's kind of this. Well, it's kind of easy for Cornell because it's got a pretty high academic standard, and you can't. It's like not everyone can get in. So, like the first thing I'll ask a kid is, "Hey, do you want to wrestle in college?" If the answer is no, then it's like, "All right, good luck with whatever you want to do." If the answer is yes, the second question and third question is like, "Do you know what you want to study, and what's your GPA?" Because you know, they have to have a certain GPA to even get into Cornell. So if they have the GPA that I'm looking for, then I can kind of dive deeper into what, what do they want to study? And if they don't, if they don't know, then that's fine. You just keep on going. And then we have like a recruiting questionnaire that I always send them, they fill it out. And then that gives us a lot of better information and stuff just about like, you know, their coach, high school coach, their background, their record, all that stuff. It's got it all on there. So is that like a that extra hurdle, the academic part of it? Because I know that schools like you know Stanford and Northwestern, um, like that they have similar academic standards, right? So that like limits their their pool a little bit. Do you guys face that from time to time at Cornell College? Yeah, I mean, I see it all the time. I'm, I don't, I can't even. I mean, I don't even recruit kids if they tell me their GPA is lower than what what I know that we can probably get in. So it right tough. there, not that it cuts like that much kids out of it but there are a majority not a majority but there's a percentage of kids we can't recruit because it's just not worth it because they won't get into school school. so yeah it it sucks but at the end at the same day it's like hey if you want to be a top tier athlete you might as well be a top tier student at the same time which is something i kind of wish i had uh because i didn't go to college for the schooling portion i went to wrestle but that's neither here nor there. Well, that probably like that honesty, right? Like probably helps you relate with the kids that, you know, yeah. Hey, like I've got the grades. I want to wrestle. Like, you know, you can kind of level with them on a way that maybe some other coaches can't or maybe choose not to. Yeah. Yeah. And Cornell has like the block plan. So they do one class at a time. So oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's like some kids like it. Some kids like, eh, I don't know what that is. I don't really want to dabble in that or whatever, but I think, just like from experience, like you said, I have experience and I wasn't really the school guy. I was more, I want to wrestle. But if I did have something like that, I feel like I would have been a pretty good student just because it's something that holds you accountable because they have class, one class 
for 18 days, 18 school days. So three weeks. And then the fourth week is like Monday, when Monday through Wednesday and the Wednesday they have finals week, their final. And it's only one, one, uh, one class. So one final. And then it's the same amount of classes because they take four, four blocks in a semester. So that's four, four classes in a semester, which is the same I did at Iowa. So it's just a different way to break it down, which I think only like three schools in the country even do it. And we're the only one that has wrestling. So that's really unique. But at the same time, it's also like, oh yeah, like you just, you focus on one class for like three to four weeks, like yeah. pound, pound it out and then move it. It seems pretty cool. I wish I could have experienced it, but it's pretty nice because they don't have like night class or weekends or anything like that. It's like 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. is the time that professors can hold class. So we have practice at 3.30 every day. So no one ever misses practice or misses class. Righteous. When yeah. you're cool. – so you get kids into the room and, and your coach, what kind of coach, how would you describe your coaching style? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty laid back. Like I like to have fun, like play around. Like we play spike ball before practice, like with club practice, we'll be playing like football and stuff like ultimate football. But then like when it's time to get ready and go, I, I just like, I have like a switch that you just, all right, time to go. And I think that's just been ingrained in me from my coaches. Like, Coach Smith, like we would play uh, wiffle ball with a foam roller and a dodgeball, like baseball. But then when Coach Smith said time to go, it's like, all right, time to go. Fun's over. So it's, I think I'm like that, like a mix between like high school Brad Smith and like kind of the Iowa style where it's like that's what I know. So I, I can get intense when need be, but I'm not like Tom and Terry. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's the uh, – I, I mean, you kind of hit on it there, the the experience of different types of coaches that you've had, right? Brad Smith, um, your dad's obviously a huge coaching influence, and then, you know, Tom Terry, Morningstar. What was some of the biggest lessons that you took from some of those guys that you're now using in your coaching career? Um, I think just like – well, like my dad and like Coach Smith, they're, they're pretty similar, obviously, because my dad was coached by Coach Smith too, so um, – they're just like pretty fundamental, you know, like fundamentals wins big matches, which is a lot of the stuff that the brands teach too. Like they, you win big matches by doing fundamentals and the same with like McDonough, like he says it in club all the time. Fundamentals wins big matches. So there's, I mean, there's a, there's a trend there, but I think it's because we were kind of all coached by the same guy. If you really think about it, everyone was kind of coached by Gable because that's how the brands were coached. My dad was coached brands or, uh, Brad Smith was coached. So, um, but yeah, it's just, there's differences because uh, like Brad's coach in high school, which is what he developed some pretty good wrestlers, but then you got like Tom and Terry who have won at the absolute highest level. So um, there's just a little bit of different level when it comes to like technique and just positional stuff. And I, Tom and Terry just, they know a lot about the sport of wrestling. So it was fun. It was not, it was, a really good experience at Iowa, just like learning from them and having, I mean, you get guys from all over the country, so everyone has different styles, but then they kind of mold your style to what they know. And that's why they, a lot of guys have success at Iowa. hundred percent. Yeah. What was the biggest, where do you feel like you grew the most as a coach over, over your first year? Like what was, what was like one hurdle that you cleared or what was like, a lesson that you had to learn early on. Like, I'm really curious, like, like, you know, people make a lot of deal about the, 
you know, when you get to college that first year, like a lot of growth takes place in that first year, just because you're learning so much. Is, is it similar as a coach or, or what, what was that first year like for you? Uh, I think, uh, I think the biggest thing was like when I'm like actually in practice and like showing stuff, like breaking down the move and like actually explaining it. Cause like, I know what I'm doing, like when I'm showing the move, but I'm like taking the time and like breaking it down and like showing them like piece by piece, like that part a little bit because I, I feel I like I still learn like in like club practice with McDonough when he's in Cornell practice like he's breaking down a move like I'm obtaining all that information too so that helps me a lot um just like breaking down a move and stuff and I didn't know you'd get so like winded when you're talking and showing a move <laughs> like oh I'm gassed what, what the heck just happened I showed a move for four minutes and now I'm breathing heavy because <laughs> like the energy is getting dispelled in different areas yeah like, you're talking and you're showing a move and then all of a sudden you're like four minutes in and you've been talking for four minutes and also moving your body actively and you're like what just happened that's funny that's yeah. funny but um, yeah that, that part that part's been I, I've definitely gotten better but I remember like my first, like last year at this time, I was like, didn't really know what, how to go about it because yeah. you know, I did camps and stuff before, but like I wasn't doing that every day. So now that I've been doing it however many days for the last year, it's been, it's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Well, and there's some wrestlers that, you know, really, really good wrestlers. Like they know how to hit the moves. Right. And when they, comes time to coach or try to explain how to do it. Like some people just don't have that ability to like transfer the information or explain how to do things. I think you did. Yeah. Like what you just said, exactly. is kind of the, like, I know how to hit the move, but then like going to break it down, it's a little tougher, but I feel like I can do a lot better when I'm like actually drilling. Like I was drilling with our, one of our freshmen yesterday and like I was, I, I helped him in that practice a lot more than I would have if I was watching. Cause I can feel him hit it on me. So I feel like if I'm actually drilling with the guy and he's hitting the move on me and I feel like his pressure is in the right spot or not, then it's a lot easier to work with the guy. 100%. Yeah. Last question about uh, Cornell College. What What's the vibe like out of the room this year? How are you guys feeling about this season? I know we're about a month in for you guys, but, um, you know, how, how you feeling so far? It's good so far. We've done four – we've had four competitions, three duels and two tournaments. Well, one was like a tri-duel. So, um, yeah, pretty good. We 3-0 and in duels, and then we wrestled at Luther. We had some pretty good showings with some of our freshmen, a um, couple of third places, and or third, fourth, fifth. I think we had, like, six place winners with freshmen. So, oh, we had a champ, too, which was pretty good. And then we went up to a Claire last week, and we didn't go there last year, but we wanted to add it this year because we – I don't see them very often and they're a pretty good team. They're like they're top ten, top fifteen every year, or at least the past couple of years, and we kinda got stomped by them, but yeah, it was we just I feel like I mean I think Co- Coach Ham was talking about it the other day. We we just took a back seat to him and we just needed to wrestle a little better, a little smarter, but it's nice to know where we're at right now with like a top top team like that. And our yeah. team's pretty young. Like we have one two seniors in the lineup right now and then or three seniors in the lineup right now and then we have two seniors that are fifth year seniors coming back for second semester um but one of them's at the same weight as the other seniors so 
we'll have we'll probably have, we'll have probably four seniors in the lineup by the end of the year. Rough guess, but then our other guys are one junior, and then the rest are sophomores and freshmen. So that's encouraging. Yeah, especially if they're like showing you good things already. Yeah, we have a solid sophomore class that a lot of them got a lot of starting time last year, so they have some good experience. And then one of them was one of them's been. He was in in and out of the rankings last year as a freshman, and he wasn't even our starter because he was just beating a bunch of guys that were in there. And then he's in there right now. He's one of our better kids. And then we brought in a pretty good freshman class that has some potential. So they've already – I mean – Called the Carter Happel effect. Yeah, I don't know about that. But <laughs> they're they're uh, They've already got some good wins under their belt. So Okay, so I, I'm, I'm actually – this is a weird tangential recruiting question, kind of like four time state champs are like superstars in the state of Iowa. Does your like do do you run into kids who are still like like oh my god you're Carter Apple like do you, like do you run into moments like that or or are you kind of are you old and washed now? I think I'm old and washed. <laughs> like uh, I don't know what the shelf life like, of being a four timer is. Like Iowa kids or yeah, like in state kids. No. I don't. I haven't really had any of that. I think they're just old enough to be like not geeky about it. Okay. You know. Did you run, did you run into that when you were at Iowa or something? No. 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 Because there's been like I, I guess there's been so many of them, but I just I'm always curious. Like you know, like it's easy for me to sit back and be like, yeah, like wrestlers are superstars, but like, what does it actually feel like? You know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 it washed away pretty quickly because when you get to iowa it's like everyone's a superstar so yeah at that point yeah so yeah it's like everyone's just as good as you are but um no i think just i think the kids like the iowa kids most of them have a pretty good sense of knowledge about like history of the wrestling like they they probably know a lot of people that have won four state titles but i don't think they're like gonna gawk over it over if they see someone when they meet them i don't know i, I have never experienced it maybe when i was like younger like when i was just out of high school but lately no well there's been so many of them since you did it so you know there like, actually has been yeah well i what do you think about that i was asking coaches about that last year because you know we could have had three um you know and, and robbie ended up losing but you know carter Fausick and, and marcel lopez end up doing it so you still had two which is still kind of a rare feat but like I don't know, like what, like what does it mean still, like to win four state titles? Like obviously a big deal, but we've seen so many that I just I'm curious about the accomplishment, right? Yeah, I don't know how many has there been now. Thirty one, because Ben Keeter could be thirty two this year. So that means, let's see, let me do some math real quick. When did Corey Clark graduate? Two thousand twelve. Yeah. So in ten years, there's been ten. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that seems awesome. crazy, at least. That's a lot compared to the the twenty twenty two before Corey Clark. There was uh, how many how many years is that? Like fifty some, sixty yeah. some. There's only like twenty. There's, yeah, ten years has been ten or eight, but nine or ten or eight. One of those three. Or, yeah, yeah. Like the, those numbers fascinate me, and I don't I don't know exactly what they mean, but I'm just like I like I asked coaches all year last year, and I never really got anything out of it. But I was just kind of like. Mm, interesting. I probably have, I have an answer for it. Well, let's hear it. I think some wrestlers are just, are a lot better nowadays. 
I agree. So a lot of coaches did say that, that just like across the board. And we see that, you know, at like Fargo and, you know, they've won back-to-back junior duels, freestyle titles, and they even won Greco this past year. Yeah. Um, you know, the rise of the club scene. Um, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, that totally makes sense. But I don't I, know. Like, I just, I feel uh, like the high frequency is just, it's bizarre. I would take a state champ from 2022 against a state champ from ni- 1982. It don't matter who it is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because the sport just has the advanced sport so much. Too. Yeah, it's grown so much in the, those 40 years. It's like kids are a lot better now. Yeah, there's just and there's so much more access to like clubs you know, and yeah, clubs and like they can pull up, you know, technique on their phone and just right. the way that they can be students of the sport, like just totally yeah. different from even, you know, even 10 years ago. Right. You're a student of the sport. You watch a lot of wrestling. Um, wanted to ask you about Kale. 4 0 start for you and I this year. Really big win over Clay Carlson out at Dactronics. Um, he looks good so far. Small sample size. I think they go to Vegas this weekend. You yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, what do you, what do you, what have you, I mean, four matches in, like, what, what, what's your assessment of the way Kale Happel has been wrestling? Well, I've only watched one of his matches, but pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. I mean, he pinned on those Frost twins, and they're pretty solid. Um, so I didn't really expect him to pin them, but so that kind of opened my eyes a little bit. And then he beat Carlson, who he got beat by by like seven or eight points last year. Yeah. So, and I that's the match I did watch. We actually all watched it on Thanksgiving night. I think we're all at my house because I didn't watch it when it happened because Dactronics had you had to like pay for their stream or whatever. So. Oh really? Um. Yeah, some funky thing, but um, we all watched it on YouTube at Thanksgiving, I think, that night at my at my parents' house. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, he looks good. This week will be a bit of a test, though. So we'll see. Yeah, he's in. So this is his third season, right? Because he, I mean, I guess he went as a true freshman, but that was the COVID year. Um, right. I don't know his eligibility, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know anybody's eligibility off the top of my head anymore. Can't even. Yeah. Yeah. So I just know mine's gone. So, um, (laughs) uh, but Kale, I think he has three years, including this year, but that sounds about right. I don't know. I'm pretty sure because I don't, I just don't remember when, like, if his COVID year counted because he wasn't actually in college when the COVID nationals got canceled. Yeah, but I thought like I thought that was that first year was his that would have technically been his true freshman think, year, right? Hey, then didn't all those guys get the year too? Yeah, that's a total freebie year. So, so then like, he, has, was, he has three years, including this year. Yeah, so so two more sense. after, or yeah, two more after this year. Yeah, he, yeah. me, me, and my mom were actually talking. Was it today or yeah, this morning? We were talking about Kale like last year and this year, and like last year he was, uh first alternate at nationals. Yeah. He told us that story. Well, Doug, I guess Doug told us that story at Northern Iowa's media day that he, you know, he was there, he kept his weight under control. Um, you know, and I think what he had like about a minute or so before yeah, the he, real, real was, was, uh, late to weigh or whatever. So, oh, so that's who it was. Okay. Doug didn't pretty reveal sure, names. Pretty sure it was real. I think that's what he told. I think he said it was real, but I could be wrong. That's interesting. Don't, don't quote me on that one (laughs) cool kale because i think that's what he said that's but but, oh so yeah but like he 
Yeah, so he, I mean, he's almost literally like a few minutes from being in the national tournament, and he's talked about, you know, how much that's motivated him. Where have you seen him, you know, in terms of just improvement, and, and where is he better now this year compared to maybe last year? Just small sample size that you've seen, I guess. From what I've, like, talked with him, and, or at least heard from him say, and, like, seen him wrestle, he's just, I think he's just more loose and, like, just kind of going out there, not, like, focusing on, hey, I'm going to get my inside tie, I'm going to hit a single leg, like just going out and feeling guys and just going for offense and stuff like that. He said, he said something like, I'm, I don't have a game plan. I'm just going out there and wrestling. So I feel like he's more just kind of going out there and wrestling, just going to wrestle a match and trying to put points on the board and getting his hand raised, not necessarily game planning. And I think maybe he did a little bit of that last year from what it sounds like, but yeah, he looks good so far. What do you what do you anticipate to see from him out in Vegas? Like the, that's routinely a pretty tough tournament, and and forty one, based on what I've seen, like pretty open weight. Like there's you know I guess anybody from like you know in the top twenty five could probably do any sorts of damage when we get to March. And I know we're a ways away from that, but like that makes the rest of the regular season a lot of fun because it could be chaotic. Yeah, yeah. I, me and my mom we were talking about like all the guys that would be at his weight this weekend. And it sounds like it's a pretty stacked bracket, but like you said, like people have been beating, like everyone's been beating each other, especially at, even the weight above 49, everyone's beating everyone there. So yeah, I think it'll be a good challenge for him and he can really put his foot in the door there at that weight and make a name for himself. Yeah. How do you balance the, you know, obviously you're, you're coaching and you got to pay attention to your athletes, but you've also got your brother over here and you want to watch and support what he's doing. Like, is that what's, what's time management like for, for Carter Apple? Um, yeah, I don't, where, when was Dactronics Saturday, Sunday? It was like two weeks ago. Cause the Cyclone know. open was this watching it on my phone. So I must not been doing much. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was watching like the stick figures on my phone, but yeah, he hasn't, I don't, I think I don't remember what what was his first match. Did they have a duel? Uh they haven't had it. They don't duel at all until January. We're all his four matches at Dactronics then. Yeah. So then, yeah, that's how much I know. But uh, <laughs> I do remember last year we were at a tournament. It's Central. It was like a like a last chance, like a for any guys that weren't wrestling at regionals to go wrestle. And I had his. He that was when they were wrestling Iowa State. He was wrestling Ian Parker. And I had him pulled up on my phone while I, I was sitting in the corner coaching and I had him on the ground. So I was kind of doing both because I was like, I knew it was a big match and I wanted to watch it. And then um, I probably got pissed at the ref or something because I, I had to shut my phone off and I was like at the head table or not the head table, but like the mat side table. And then I had, then I opened my phone back up after the match and saw he lost after he was winning. So I was like, I don't know. wonder what happened. I had no idea what happened. So, yeah. That's a funny picture of you coaching your guy and also watching Watch, Kale at yeah. the same time. I was definitely uh, doing two things at once, trying to trying to balance them. But um, I don't think it would have looked good if I was sitting on my phone while my guy while I was trying to coach the match. So I put my phone away when the match was, like, started. So, And then I didn't get to see the ending. That's funny. Last question on Kale. Growing up, when did you realize, yeah, like, like he's he's going to be pretty good at this wrestling thing? 
Like when did when did you think that like he could go on and do what he has done and is you know going to continue to do? Um, I remember he had he struggled pretty 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 well. I think he like through like sixth grade he was kind of up and down. But I think I mean who's not at that age? But right, eighth grade year I was a I was a senior. I like I had to go to the AU state tournament because I was doing like the award stuff. Um, but Kale was wrestling and Quincy was wrestling. Um, and I was trying to coach both of them. So, but Kale's like, I don't think I saw him wrestle that much that year because for some reason at state, I was just like, my eyes like open. I was like, this kid's just demolishing everyone. He was like teching, he like teched, teched in the semis and in the finals at state, uh, his eighth grade year. So, um, that tournament was kind of an eye opener for me. Because I don't know if he had won state AAU state before that year, so yeah, it was that was a big big tournament for him. And I remember Quincy wrestled Ryder Block that day too and got smoked. There's <laughs> 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 one match that I that I remember from that day too. Quincy's catching strays. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Wanted to pick your brain about Iowa too. Hawkeyes, big duel this coming weekend, and we'll t- we'll touch on the Cyhawk here in just a moment. But um, how do you feel about the Hawkeyes so far? Like you, you've been in that room, you know that program, you know that staff, you know a lot of those guys. Um, you know, five and zero. Oh, um, I feel like with Iowa fans, they only feel as good as the last performance allows them to feel. Right. Um, which is to say, after the Penn duel, which they won, um, but it was probably like a you know, how we survived that. At least that's, I don't know. I get a lot of my polls from Twitter, which is probably not the best way to like check on these <laughs> things. Um, but, you know, they were kind of nervous, right? And there was a point in that duel where it's like, you know, Penn, like Penn could, they could make this really weird and interesting. And then, you know, Max won and then Kobe won. But, um, you know, how do you feel about the Hawks so far this year? I feel good. I've liked what I've seen. I mean, it's November, so. You're not going to – I mean, even if – I mean, like, Warner – Warner, that match he had against Penn, like, it's beginning of the season. Like, if he wrestles that match again in February, he probably – Majors tech falls that kid. Like, and I talked to him after the match, actually, and he he was just – once he got – he was just, like, once he got tilted, he was, like, kind of flustered, and he was, like, didn't really – he just was, like, out of it. But he finds a way to win, so – um, just like Iowa, like they, we just find a way to win duels, even with second string, third string, fourth string, whoever they got. It's like the depth that they've had historically is just able, allows them to win dual meets. And even when I was there, like I, I went in a lot of times and dual meets that we won pretty handily be, just because we have good depth and the guys that they put in are just just as good as the other guy as, as the starters in in some weights. So, yeah, I think they've looked good so far though. Yeah. What would your, what would be your, you know, cause they haven't tried it. I think the, the, the phrase I keep using is they haven't trotted out the full a team yet. Like they've, right. they've gotten, you know, they, they have the bulk of who I presume to be the starting lineup and they added Nelson this past weekend at 74. Yeah. Um. You know, we, we got to talk to Tom earlier today. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, Real Woods is is officially on the probables. Um, 
remains to be seen if we'll we'll see him on Sunday. Um, but yeah, I would say like five and zero over you know a couple of quality teams, a few maybe lesser teams um, to put it nicely. Like you know, like they've 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 just kind of charged forward with what they've got. And like you said, it's November. Like it's not you know if 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 we're seeing the best Iowa team in November, um, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But like you know. Credit to some of these other younger guys who probably aren't going to get a ton of shine once they get into Big Ten play, right? That, you know, they've been able to take care of business. At least, I don't know. Like, that's, you know, it's a long yeah. season. I'm with you. It's November. Yeah, yeah. And there's still wrestling and dual meets that are in, you know, in Carver that they're winning. Like, I got my butt kicked in Carver in dual meets that we won. And it was still fun because we won a dual meet. That was, <laughs> like, hey, like, I did not wrestle a good match and I got my butt kicked, but it was one of the best duels I've ever been a part of and I got to wrestle in it. So it was a fun experience either way, win or loss. The team, it's still team. The team just, I don't know. It's hard to explain when you're on the bench. And I just, I remember after that duel meet, I was talking to my mom and I was like, Hey, yeah, I wrestled bad, but I got to wrestle in one of the best duel meets ever in the history of college wrestling. And that's a good experience in itself. And we got, and we won the duel. So in yeah. thrilling fashion, if I remember right. Thrilling fashion, yeah. yeah like I mean, Kat Kemmer beat Mark Hall, and then Cassiope had to win at the at the last match to win the duel. Yeah. So, yeah. And I remember him picking Neville's leg up and, like, crazy. Neville, Neville's was defending it well, and then Cass still found a way to close it down. And he, like, turned the wrong way into a wizard, too, and he just, like, horsed him over. It was crazy. Yeah. And, like, the crowd, like – Poor Cassiope got ripped too, <laughs> and the roof like came off a of Carver because I th- I don't know like yeah it's one of the loudest I've ever heard it yeah like not only that but like I mean obviously the Kemmer Hall result like that mm-hmm. played into it um but yeah five and zero oh, um you know best wins thus far over Army and Penn I would argue um who yeah. are who are terrible terribly bad opponents no Penn like the 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 way that the lineups kind of unfolded like. Penn could have won that duel. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And huge credit to, you know, Max and, and, you know, Kobe Siebrecht, um, you know, for taking care of business and, and, you know, 15 point margin of victory. Like that looks pretty good over a Penn team. That's probably gonna be pretty dangerous come March. Right. Yeah. I, and I think they, I mean, they obviously strategically wanted to start at 65 probably because their better kids are at their lower weights and they can, if they can just weather the storm for the first five weights, then maybe they can get a couple gutsy wins at the lower weights and that's what they were doing. And then, you know, Max won in a match, just typical classic Max Murin that he wins all the time. So, and then Kobe did Kobe things. So that's uh, kind of put a stamp on the end of the duel. You're from Lisbon. Kobe Seabrecht is from Lisbon. Yep. He's four and oh with four bonus point wins this year. Yeah. Um, You know, he's pinned, he pinned Artelona. Um, had a pretty big win over the the army guy Nathan Lucas. Um, are you surprised by how good he's been in the early going of this season? Uh, no, just because I've wrestled with Kobe a lot, and he, like when we were at Iowa together, because um, we were there together for two years, and then and like his sophomore year, he was or like his second year, he was. Like me and him would go back and forth and that didn't happen before. And I was like, he's getting a lot better. 
and then what I saw last year from him. And, like, even in, like, the freestyle scene, like, when we were out at Omaha or Lincoln for U23s and U20s, he placed, like, fourth and beat, like, some studs. Dude, he won, but, like, eight straight matches to take yeah. fourth, too. Yeah, he was beating studs, too. And I'm like, I'm not surprised. Kobe's just a gamer. He just goes and wrestles, and he does not care. And he'll just go out and let it fly. And I mean, that's what we saw on Sunday. But I feel like Saturday. But yeah, like he just like he's always in the match. It doesn't matter what the score is because he can do things that like and, and it's so hard to score on him because he's just funking. But it's not really funk. It's like it's it's, just it, it's calculated, right? Yeah, it's calculated because that's just how he wrestles. He just gets out of positions because he just knows how to do it with like his body and how he wrestles. It's it's crazy to even like when I would wrestle him is like I got a guy. He's dead to rights. I'm taking him down, and all of a sudden he's like on my ankle and like lifting me up in the air and then I have to start scrambling. So that's just what he gives. This was what he brings to the table. I remember, you know, cause I guess I've been, I, I've been covering wrestling long enough where I covered the end of like his high school career. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, people forget, like he was a three time state finalist. Like he was pretty good. Um, but he, he seems a lot more, or at least like the way that I've kind of seen him grow, correct me if I'm wrong. He's, he's smarter. Um, not that he was a dumb wrestler, but like, you know, he would have like high highs and he would have just some like weird lows, right? Like he, like he beat Wyatt Henson his senior year. And like, that was a really big deal at the time. Like he majored him like excellent match at like the independence tournament, Cliff King. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and then he like basically bonused his way to a state title his senior year. But then like the day before the state tournament, he got pinned by a freshman that went 0 two, like, <laughs> no. just, just like really weird, you know, like, okay. Like there's some volatility here. I feel like the volatility is like it's not there anymore. Like the, he doesn't have those weird lows anymore, yeah. but he still has the freakishly high highs. Like, yeah. and that's like, that's, I mean, that's what time obviously in the Iowa room can do. Like it can iron out a little bit of those weird things. And now we're seeing the results because like on top of just ironing out the weird stuff, he's a lot more confident now. He's a lot more tactical. Um, the calculated risks, right? I mean, the, I'm not one for leg passers, but it works for him. Um, you know, and like the dude's a pinner, like the guy's going to score points, like two of his bonus point wins this year are pins. Um, and one of them was over Anthony Artelona, who you could argue is like equally as volatile and as dangerous of a wrestler. Like we saw the headlock, but Kobe was just like, yep, I'm going to roll you through. Not right now, but I will. Um, <laughs> and then he scored the pin. Like it's like, it yeah. just really, really impressed with just the way that he's just progressed, I guess, so, you know, from the time I saw him at the, you know, at the end of his Lisbon career to, you know, pinning the 12th best kid in the country. Yeah. Yeah, I think the uh, high highs and low lows is just a Seabreck thing, though. <laughs> yeah, but because I remember senior year, Kobe Fret was a freshman or er, sophomore. No, freshman, because he didn't make the state. My senior year, he was a freshman. Um, he didn't make the state, but he pinned Jameis Wilson in the dual meet at the state, at the state dual finals, who got like fourth at state. But then Cooper, his older brother, lost to Albert that kid, who he'd beat all year. And then the next day, he had him first round at state tournament and beat him. So it's like, how are you? It's just like just very know, volatile wrestling family. Losing the guys you've never lost to, and then like Cade last year, he had like eight or nine losses going into the state tournament to guys that he should no business losing to. Some of them, but he, they just like when time comes, the lights are on. That's Cade for you. Cade, Cade, he was he had that extra clutch gene. I think 
I think he won he, two overtime matches in the last yeah. matches at the state tournament. Like yeah. pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But Kobe, I mean, Kobe wrestled Alex Thompson in the finals. He so. wrestled, dude, so he beat Nick Hamilton, who's really good. Um, yeah. But his two losses were to Adam Allard, who won three. And Alex Thompson. Like that's, the kid was pretty good. Like people yeah, forget pretty, that. Pretty good. And then, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Now he's up at 157. Um, looks like, barring something crazy, he's going to be the guy for Iowa at 157 this year. Um, yeah, I hope so. It's it's he's he's been impressive so far, and you know when it comes to these lineup battle things, you might know better than me, but just from my perspective, I guess just however many lineup battles I've covered, you know Tom wants somebody to take hold of it, right? And you know early return again, it's still November. Kobe's taking hold of it, um, which has been really fun to see, and it's you know another Iowa native in the Iowa you know wrestling starting lineup, which is just not something that we see a ton, um, and it's really cool when it happens. Yeah, seeing more of it though. Yeah, between you know Kobe Nelson Brands, um, you know Brody Teske, I Schriever. guess for one match, Colin Trever. Yep, he's getting time. Um, that's another last little year. lineup battle there. Drake last year. Drake last year. Um, who else? That might be it right now. Um, yeah. You know Caleb Rochi's getting some matches. Wofford. Um, yeah, there's of, yeah. There's a lot more Iowa kids in the room than there has been in in recent years. Yeah, like. kind of plucked everyone from the state last year. A little bit, yeah. Like good, good recruiting sweep, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, which has been impressive. Um, yeah, wanted to ask you about Kobe. Wanted to ask you about the overall vibe. Um, Cyhawks coming up. Um, how do you feel about this upcoming Cyhawk matchup? I have my own thoughts, but I'm curious what you think. I mean, I think you know what I think. But <laughs> I think uh, I will win by a lot, but we'll see. Well, I, okay. So it's not going to just come in and not wrestle hard. They're going to give Iowa everything they can handle. Yeah. So. And for so many years, like Iowa's dominated the Cyhawk series. Um, you know, like there's, there was that 1918 matchup in, in, you know, 2018, I think it was like December, 2018. But like, other than that, like, you know, multiple point victories, sometimes, you know, mid thirties to single digits. Um, but be honest though, like this Iowa state team, like they might be pretty good, right? Like, Jury's still out. It's still November. That's the theme here. But yeah, like they look, they look pretty good. They look way better they look, than they have. They look good season. so far this year. Yeah, yeah. But they haven't wrestled. I mean, they thumped Wisconsin pretty good. Say what you want about Wisconsin, but that lineup has five All Americans. True, but I don't know. I'm not gonna say good. I'm not gonna give uh, <laughs> any uh, any good. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. You're I not going to give them any props. No. A Hawkeye through and through. I expect. Yeah, I bleed well. black and gold. So I, I expect absolutely. And my sister well. went to Iowa State, and she's a very big Iowa State fan, and we fight. I saw. You know who I saw at uh, Hilton Coliseum not too long ago? Quincy. Yeah, his, girl, he, his girlfriend goes there. He was sitting there taking in the uh, the Iowa State Cal Baptist duel. Yeah. So I that was that too. was pretty cool. Um. Okay, so let me okay, let me let me approach the Cyhawk conversation this way. Do you like the there seems to be more energy and more juice in the rivalry um in recent years? We all know what happened last year with the with the non-fight confrontation thing at the end of the duel. Um, you know, the the 1918 kind of weird duel at Carver where 
everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong for the Hawks, and, and it was really interesting all the way down to the end. Was Do that you the one where Gomez threw DeSanto at the end? Yep, and he had to pin him to win, but DeSanto rolled off his back. And Did Stoll wrestle that one? Yeah, Stoll, Stoll came out and wrestled. He, yeah, he beat okay. Gannon Gremmel. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was a crazy duel, mate. Yeah. But like so like the 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 competitive energy and the juice that seems to be there between the two schools. Do you like that? Yeah, I think it's a lot better. Um I remember going to Iowa State Iowa when they were like ranked one two. Like back in the two thousands, like mid two thousands maybe, late two thousands, like when like two thousand seven or two thousand eight. I remember we went there for my mom's birthday and it was like standing room only because it was one versus two. Which that's always good for a rivalry when it's a competitive dual meet. Otherwise, it's not much of a rivalry, um, which it wasn't for a while. But now that I mean, Iowa State's program has definitely gotten better. So there he is. Look at look at that. He's giving Iowa State props. Well, I said they've gotten better. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a fair point. Like dual meet because it's gonna be it's competitive. Like they're not just gonna come in and and fall over for him. It's like I I mean. And Iowa knows that the brands know that everyone knows that, so uh, Iowa will also be ready. But uh, yeah, like they have, Iowa State has what four ex Hawkeyes on their staff, so you think they want to win? They probably want to win. But oh, absolutely, yeah. So they're gonna bring the heat, but it'll be a fun duel. Yeah, Iowa will dominate though. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a world where both teams could dominate and i i really hope it's somewhere in the middle because it's more fun like it's a lot more fun when you know they go back and forth and every match means a little bit more and like last year like you know if you look at the box score like iowa won handily but like the energy in the building that night was so much fun and you know probably because the fans were split 50 50 so it's probably going to be like 95 5 you know iowa fans on sunday because it's in iowa city but yeah like there's I don't know, man. Like, there's gonna be a ton of really good matchups. Like, that's that's also, you know, that's something that maybe we haven't seen in this in this particular dual meet in recent years. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Very true. So, if I had yeah. to ask for a score prediction, what would it be? Oh, I gotta do math. <laughs> you did math earlier. I did guesstimation earlier. I did some some <laughs> form of math that I created. I don't know. I think it. Oh, what was the score last year? Uh, twenty. Three to eleven, I believe. Twenty-two to eleven after they docked Iowa point. Probably be somewhat similar to that. Somewhat similar to that, and you're still rolling with the Hawks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Always will. I mean, I'm with you. I I think I will. I think I will win the duel. I think there's a part of me. There's a part of me that thinks Tom's going to pull an okie doke again. Um, he did not list Nelson on the probables last week, and then put Nelson in the starting lineup. Yeah, it was. Um, Yeah, it was at the duel, and I was like seventy-four, and then I was like looking at the. Because they started at 65, so I was like, oh, Kennedy's up first right away. And then I was like, they were lining up for doing uh, handshakes and stuff. And I was like looking out there, and I was like, wait, that's Nelson. But I didn't think Nelson was wrestling yet. So then that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. So I don't know. Gut tells me Tom may do that again. Um, I guess we also will find out at Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Um, Yeah. Are you going? You're going, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be. I'm basically going to be living in Coralville for the next like four days with World Cup. The no, so that's next week. This week it's the Donnybrook. Oh, true. Yeah, I'll probably be. Well, maybe I might be there on Friday. I was going to say the the girls wrestle Thursday, Friday. The boys wrestle Friday, Saturday, and then Cyhawk on Sunday. Yeah. 
So I'm going to go get Bluebird for breakfast on, on Sunday morning. You get dandelion for breakfast one of the other days. Maybe I've okay. So I've I've been to dandelion like twice, but bluebird forever. Bluebird's good. I I kind of converted over to dandelion went during like the COVID because dandelion <laughs> was open and bluebird was just always closed. So, but I bluebird's definitely like OG. So yeah, that's where we used to always go. But I like it. I like it. That's you're gonna World Cup. Did you watch the game? I did watch the game. I'm still repping. I mean, yeah. it's USA Wrestling, but repping my red, white, and blue. I was actually I was driving to Iowa City when they scored the goal, um, and so I was like, I had it, I had it pulled up on my phone, like freaking out, like trying not to like run off the road. I would have been going like 110. <laughs> I was going. I was, I think I had it. Cha- I had it clocked in at like 78, um, and then I freaked out even worse when they scored the second goal and they had they called him offsides. And they didn't, yeah, they didn't even review it. Well, they showed it. He was offsides, but by like maybe a quarter of an inch yeah. or something like that. Like it was bogus. Mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted two zero. I wanted two zero because yeah. that's we had to win it, and I wanted insurance. But that's just me. Yeah, it was a scary last thirty minutes or so. Yeah. Well, and then stoppage time was nine minutes, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Oh, that was terrible. Carter Happel, I appreciate you making some time for us this evening. Guys, that's all we've got today. Um, Appreciate you tuning in, whether you were listening um, wherever you get your shows or you were tuning in on YouTube again. We'll be back again later this week. Got another show for you guys to get you ready for the Cyhawk Duel on Sunday. Um, In the meantime, please rate and review. Five stars. Leave a comment. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Goodwin. Follow Carter Happel on Twitter. Are you still the Farter Crapple? Twitter handle. Yep. Farter Crapple. Be sure to give uh, Cornell College's finest assistant wrestling coach a follow if you haven't already. Um, And be sure to subscribe to the Des Moines Register to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. Be sure to subscribe to the Des Moines Register YouTube because we're going to try to keep this up weekly um, with at least one show, if not more. Um, You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Carter, got any final words before we sign off here? Nope. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. (laughs) 